Welcome to my first ever podcast episode. I am Lotus Fire and this is Cracking Open with me. Thank you so much for being here with me and sharing in this space with me. I am excited to explore and share more about my work and my healing and what makes me feel really alive and juicy and what happens when I don't feel juicy and <laughs> all of the all of the in-betweens and ups and downs and turnarounds and chaos and magic that is living a healing lifestyle and living a life that is healing moment to moment. I couldn't decide on a name. I was like naked, but that's already a podcast name. And and I was like the call to heal. And then just as I was about to hit record earlier this morning, I was like cracking open. It's cracking open. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that means to me. But yeah, I also love the idea of getting naked with you here um you know like not I'm not actually naked though I might report record a podcast naked sometime um that could be fun and it's more about being raw and um real and true and um and open in this space open to what unfolds and what comes up and um, stripping back to who it is I am and how it is I am really and without all of the masks and layers and clothes and things that we so often and I so often hide behind. Nakedness, um, I'll just, uh, I just, I love being naked, actually naked. which is funny because for a long time I used to judge nudists. I remember when I first came to Australia and I was couch surfing and there were a lot of nudists on there and I was like, what is what does it really mean to be a nudist? Like why do you need to declare how much you want to be naked and like what does this like are you then just naked all of the time? What does that would I then have to be naked if I stayed with you? I really was just like not nudists or like you know some weird thing and I realized recently that like maybe I'm a nudist at least in some sense like I don't know I think there actually are like strict categories around how naked you are how much of the time for some people at least but yeah being naked around other human beings and by myself in nature um particularly has been so healing for me and I've always loved being naked in my own home I I spend a lot of time naked in my own home it's only more recently um that I've spent regular time in nature naked and um, with other people naked in the past couple of years, really. Um, I've had some lovely opportunities. Um, And mostly when I've been naked with people, I've been naked with other women. I've been naked with um, some other men there as well, but mostly it's been with other women and female-bodied people. Uh, There's something something magical about being in my skin and and seeing other people in their skin just as we are, coming back to myself in that moment. Um, And there's something uncomfortable about it too. Like it's, you know, it can be uncomfortable to be naked around someone. And then like if you're naked and moving and like, oh, you know, what does this part of me look like? Or um, it really brings up for me certain parts of my body that, I'm still quite uncomfortable with. Yeah, let's get naked.
there's something so magical too for me about being naked in nature with or without other people and um, finding a new sense of safety for myself in the world. I've lived um, for most of my life feeling really unsafe to live and to be and really afraid um, for my physical safety. And I've had some beautiful experiences around safety and what it means to feel safe in my body and, and to really live in my body. Some of that's been through the simple act of stripping down in nature and fear certainly comes up um, and I move it with my sound and my body. And, you know, um, I think for me that also helped me to know that if anything did happen, I would be already familiar with how to use my voice and body. And then I would be able hopefully to make the best choices um, through trusting my emotions and my sound and my body. I think there's something for me around, you know, what would it be like if we lived in a world where women were screaming when they felt afraid? You know, if if we were on the street and um, we all of a sudden felt that sense of, uh, am I safe here right now? You know, in that moment where you kind of look around and wonder, is it getting late and where am I? And um, am I safe here right now? What what should I, you know, when we grab our phones and we hold them close or have someone on um, on speed dial ready, you know, or ready to call triple zero or 911 or whatever it is. Um, and in that moment, what would it look like in our world if we screamed? You know, if we screamed before anything happened and just when we were afraid and I'm working to create a world and particularly um, an intentional community where there is more space to scream when we feel afraid and I think that learning how to use our voices and express our anger and our fear is a huge huge part of what is needed in this time moving forward and living in a new way which is what I want and work towards in my daily life. This podcast is going to be a space for stories and reflections and connecting with all of you because if you're here that means that we're connected in some way already perhaps from Instagram perhaps uh, we went to middle school together if you are listening to this podcast and we went to middle school together I'd love to hear from you and hear hear how you feel and, and what does connect you and, and draw you into my work. If you're, if you're here, then yeah, we're connected in some way. And it's really um, become clear to me in the past few weeks how important it is for me to to connect with each of you. And I've been thinking about ways that I can connect more deeply and more individually and think that this will be a great way to do that. So I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what comes up, how this sits, how it resonates, what draws you away, what pulls you in, how you feel. I would love to hear how you feel right now in your body, in this place, what's coming up for you and what's what's unfolding. <laughs> and I want to do what I can to make this a safe space for myself and people that I invite on to my podcast and for each of you. So um, I'm not really a fan of trigger warnings. I may kind of give a bit of a content heads up if I'm going into some really deep stuff um, or particularly, you know, um, stories, then I may give a kind of content heads up. But otherwise, um, 
I just want this to be a really real space where we can share and connect. So if something does stir you, please reach out to me. I would love to hear and support you in whatever way I can. But mostly I believe in you and I trust in your ability to navigate what comes up for you and to choose what is right for you moment to moment. And often there's a learning process in that and I trust that process as well. Um, I'm pretty intense, if you don't already know, and I'll be sharing real things. And when I share stories of mine, I always aim to share from a place of scarring rather than wounding. So if I'm deep in something, I'm not going to be going through that with you in that moment. You know, I may share a bit of reflection on what's coming up, but I'm not going to, to share any deep details. And uh, and I want people to feel safe to share their stuff um, kind of in an uncensored and, and real just as it comes way when I have some guests on here, which I'm excited about as well. So cracking open. What does it mean to crack wide fucking open? Yes, I will be swearing on this podcast also. So cracking open came to me a few months ago, just on my own journey of cracking wide fucking open. And it's really like, once I started using the word and talking about people cracking and myself cracking, and I then kind of had to define it more because people were like, well, what is, what exactly is cracking? And how do you know if it's a cracking or not a cracking? And for me, the most like clear moments of cracking open really remind me of birth. And it's like there's a whole process before and after birth, right? Like there's the parents' life lives before conception. There's conception, there's pregnancy, there's all this gestation and growing and all this stuff. And then there's the birth. And then within the birth, there are also all these moments. And, and perhaps if you were to look at, you know, each birth or particularly physiologically normal births, then you may find that there's like a particular moment of this kind of reckoning and this space of death and not knowing and maybe a bit of chaos and just this kind of like amplified experience. And then there's this cracking open and then new life coming through. And then after that, there's all the rest of the new life and, and parenting and, and all the other things. And all of that is also a part of a cracking. And for me, getting to see people crack wide open has been so important on my journey. I think a lot of times when we talk about healing and trauma healing and mental health and, and wellness and all this stuff, a lot of the kind of go-to is therapy. And in therapy, we are most often alone in a room with one, under, one other individual who is not going into their stuff. You know, a therapist is typically holding space for the other person. And so in that model, we don't really see other people going through their process very much. And I, I do quite a lot of work with two people who run a business called Innate Wisdom Connection, and their names are Mike and Phoenix. And in their work, their retreats, sometimes weekend ones, sometimes longer. I recently went to a month-long one, and everything is in community. And so with a group of 10 people, 20 people, however many people are there, we go on the journey together and we're eating meals together and waking up and doing 
meditation walks together and doing this deep healing work and process work of experiential healing together. And so getting to see and hear and witness other people on their healing journey has been absolutely life-giving to me on my healing journey. I particularly love to see people crack. This doesn't mean that I think this is, you know, the best way of healing or that this is necessary to heal. I think healing is such an expansive experience and um, can happen in a million different ways. And they're all as I'm not really into superlatives and best, better, worst, whatever. That's not really my jam. But I do love the see just bearing witness to this moment for someone and and experiencing it myself because I know how powerful it can be to really fully let go and just crack to let whatever's there be there in whatever way it is and to have an experience where the for me it's like you know I've had moments where I have no idea what's next and I, you know, my, I might be wailing and I don't know how to get through and, and then somehow, you know, there's this reckoning and, and, you know, deep, kind of deep awareness comes through and eventually I find myself on the other side. Allowing myself to be in that space requires a lot of safety and a lot of trust in the space that I'm in because, Often, you know, if I think about like being in a therapist's office again, you know, it's like I'm going to go in for I've got, you know, 50 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. And then I'm going to go home or at least leave in my car or an Uber or whatever and go somewhere and then kind of back into normal life. And so that doesn't provide a very deep space for a kind of cracking open where we can truly let go and unravel some some part of something that that needs to be unraveled and this isn't about like pushing or forcing a cracking but I just want to um open up the idea that perhaps if we had more spaces to crack wide open we would be able to live our lives more fully and we'd be able to you know I think often what happens is that we you know, we need to crack and we need to, you know, be held and safe enough to fully let go and let whatever, you know, needs to be birthed and reckoned with come through. But we don't have those spaces. And so we kind of like we crack anyway, um, but we crack in ways that end up being quite detrimental or uh, even traumatic or just really challenging and, and not, like it's, it's okay for it to be challenging, but um, having a supported cracking open is radically different from having one where, you know, maybe you're in a system that isn't really supporting you and you're also fighting against the system. You know, we see that happen in birth all the time and or having a really long drawn out experience of just like if we don't, if we're living our daily lives and we need to like keep doing things to survive and to function, we're not going to be able to go to the depths of those places in the same span of time. And so it will like, and often I think that's what happens with lots of intense anxiety and depression and even chronic fatigue and, and things that are really weighing us down because we just simply don't have the spaces to unravel what needs to be unraveled when it comes up. That's another thing that it's really important to me about intentional community is creating a community where there will be space to heal whatever comes up whenever it comes up. The idea that currently in our society we need to wait until 
the appointment on Wednesday at 10 or, um, you know, even waiting to go to a workshop or whatever. Um, and we don't have spaces where we can just unfold and unravel. And sometimes it doesn't even take that long, you know, and, and how, how would it be if we just knew that there was space for us beyond even cracking open and, and any healing stuff, but just living in a world where there is space for us. It's currently really hard in the society that we live in because there's not that much space for us. And we're all living in these separate houses and prisons, um, as I like to call them, uh, in these four walls and we're driving these cars and there are all these roads and like, it's actually hard. We have to really plan having space for each other and having space for ourselves. And it's not built in, in our society. It's such a a basic fucking need. I remember this one time I came back from a a week-long heroines journey workshop and it was the first time that I'd ever come into a city. I was flying in and I didn't feel the normal kind of excitement and like, ooh, city vibes kind of feeling that I normally get. Ever since I was young, I remember like flying into New York for the first time and being like kind of in awe of the city and this like this intense energy and the buzz and all the people. And I've always loved flying into cities. And this time we were flying back into Melbourne. And as I saw all the buildings, I just I was struck with grief. It really took me by surprise. And I ended up not being able to stay in Melbourne much longer after that. I couldn't, it it became unbearable. What was happening is I was walking down the streets and these streets and sidewalks that I've walked down since I was pregnant when we moved to the house that we were in. I was seeing all the cement and I was just really grieving for the earth that we had covered over. And, you know, there are all these, like, there's like the occasional tree that's like got a little bit of dirt and then has cement around it. And beyond that, I was seeing this immense pain in people in a way that I'd never seen it before. And it was like I was seeing pain oozing out of everyone. I couldn't ignore it. And I I remember being in Woolworths, which is a grocery store here. And there was like a security guard at the front. And I recognized him because he has worked there for like the time that I've lived here. And so I recognize his face, but I know nothing about this person. I just occasionally see them when I'm going to buy food things. And I could just see in his body posture and his face that there, there's stuff that he's holding. And I just, it just, it kept striking me like, or I would see mothers walking around at the market. And I saw this one woman who just looked like she needed to burst into tears. She needed to crack, but she didn't have any space to do that. And you know, it's just like, it wouldn't be okay or like socially acceptable for me to be like, Hey, you know, do you, do you want to cry with me? And also I don't have the space for that right now. Like I don't have the capacity to offer that to people when I have to live in this way. Also, it doesn't work. You know, I can't just like invite people over to my house to crack anytime they want. So yeah, we ended up, um, we had a van and we didn't think that we could work out the car seat in it and whatever for what I was just like, we need to leave. We need to sell that van and get a different van or something because I need to go be closer to nature. I need to go be able to explore the wilderness more easily. As things happen, we ended up all of a sudden just figuring out 
how to put the car seat in. It's just an old van and, you know, for whatever reasons. Anyway, we got it worked out and we're able to go and leave in the van. So we pretty much immediately, as soon as we could, packed up and went on a little adventure to be closer to nature. And so all of this to say, I don't know, I don't have like a summary point. I'm also bleeding right now, feeling deeply connected, which is why I wanted to do this today connected with the earth and myself and my body. Yeah, I think that's that's mostly my little introduction here, that this is going to be a space where we can talk about what it means to crack open and, you know, kind of like sharing birth stories, but rebirth stories. And for me, those stories also include all the everything leading up to those moments. So it could be, you know, not that we're going to have like five hour, 20 hour podcasts of people's life stories, but it's anything related to that experience and we'll be talking about what is healing, all sorts of stuff about trauma, what that is and trauma healing and emotions, what it means to be alive right now at this time. And I want to say two things. One is that for me, presence and being in this moment involves the past and that kind of idea of of quantum time that it's all existing right now in the, in this moment. So being in the now, being present also involves being with and attending to and witnessing what's coming up from the past. And that may be stuff from our ancestors. It may be stuff about the future of the planet or our future lives or whatever, but like really being and living and, and feeling alive in each moment. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that... When I started my healing journey uh, just over 10 years ago now, I would not have identified as someone who had experienced trauma. And 10 years ago, there was also a lot of, you know, what we know and believe and say about trauma was radically different. So I just wasn't awake to my own reality. And I think that's what a lot of this work is, is becoming aware of and awake to what we're living in and what we're living with. And we're all living with stuff. We're all living with experiences where we weren't seen and heard and we had to hold parts of ourself inside. I'll share a quote that I share with my clients and friends all the time, which is from Peter Levine. It's that trauma is not what happens to us. It's what we hold inside in the absence of an empathetic witness. So trauma is not an event. It's not a, did you experience bullying or, um, you know, sexual assault. It's not a checkbox like that. It's, have you had moments where you had to hold parts of yourself inside because you weren't safe enough to be seen and heard in it? And I'm going to say that we all have had those moments. If you're alive right now, you've made it to now, you've had moments like that, right? And maybe you haven't. I'm open to hearing if you haven't. But if you've gone to school, you know, or if you had parents who weren't able to see and hear you all the time, which I think in our society where we're so disconnected from community, it's actually quite hard for parents to to be able to have the capacity to be with their children and and with what we have, all, all of our own trauma that we're carrying ancestrally and intergenerationally as well. And so my work is not just for those of you who are aware of the trauma that you've experienced. My work is for you if you feel the call to heal. And that call can look a million different ways. For some people, it looks incredibly painful and unclear and chaotic and hazy. And for other people, it looks like a desire to simply or a curiosity around maybe there's more. Maybe I can have 
have more love. Maybe I can have more um, experiences that bring me joy and pleasure. Maybe I can shift some of these things and live life in a different way. Those are all for me experiences of, of feeling the call to heal. And if you feel that, and, and really if you feel drawn to my work, then I think that's a sign that you're feeling the call to heal. If you found yourself listening and you're still here right now, especially, then I think you're feeling the call to heal. And that then that's what my work is about. I am so excited to connect with you all more deeply. That is that. Thank you for listening.